is it too dramatic to say the Jazz are in free fall at this point? Um, maybe. And and maybe because they're probably going to fix it as soon as Rudy Gobert comes back. But this is the fourth game in a row that the Jazz lost. All of them are games that the Jazz are talented enough to win. Uh, to be honest, I haven't been like, this is the first game that I've been following of these four in a row. And four games is, uh, it probably is a little dramatic to say they're in free fall, but it's it's not been fun. I, I And that's me. I haven't even been following them that, that closely. I've been sick the past week and a half, uh, which is why I haven't been on here very uh, recording videos very much. But this game was rough. Um, I'm probably going to go a little bit off what my normal post-game routine is. And uh, I thought we'd do a little bit of a good, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, it's probably going to be not very much good to bring up after this game. Uh, and, and quite a bit of bad and quite a bit of ugly. But we'll get through it. Um, I promise it won't be 100% negative all the time. There is a silver lining that Rudy Gobert will probably come back in the next week or so. And that should probably fix a lot of the problems that the Jazz have been seeing these past few games. Also, I mentioned I haven't been following the games very closely. So all of my analysis is going to be purely from this Cavs game. Um, so if if there are trends that, I, that you guys were seeing in these past three games that I missed, that's why this is all based off this Cavs game where the Jazz lost 111 to 91. And for starters, let's give some credit to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're outperforming their expectations. Right now they have a 24-18 and 18 record, which isn't that much worse than the Jazz record right now. And they're looking to be a pretty solid playoff team in the East. I don't know what the standings look like right now. But, like, remember how the New York Knicks were, was it last season? Uh, where everyone was super excited about Julius Randle. This is going to be kind of how the Cleveland Cavaliers are as a team coming into the playoffs as long as they keep this up. And I think it's really interesting not to spend too much time on the Cavaliers because this is a Utah Jazz-focused channel, but I think it's really interesting because when you look at their roster and at the beginning of the season, there's plenty of talent on there. No no superstar talent unless you consider Kevin Love a superstar. He's not anymore at one point. He was. Um, but they are very top-heavy. They have a lot of centers and a lot of power forwards. And you were, you were seeing lineups where they're playing Laurie Markkinen at small forward. And he's he's really a power forward. He's he's a stretch four. And so they're out there with Jared Allen, Kevin Love, Laurie Markkinen. And that's a really big lineup. So, And they have uh, like some solid bigs off the bench. Um, Taco Fall is probably more hype than substance, but... He's solid. Um, you have Evan Mobley, who has been having a good rookie year. And so I haven't been following this team very closely, but it's interesting to see this lineup working, especially after the Ricky Rubio injury. Um, I haven't been following them that closely, so maybe they haven't been playing great recently, but they sure looked good tonight. Uh, so jumping into the the good that I saw from this game, there's not a ton. Um one point I wanted to bring out, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but people who aren't really Utah Jazz fans who don't really follow the Jazz very closely, they see Donovan Mitchell as 
100% not even close. Donovan Mitchell is the best player on the Jazz. Um, I think Rudy Gobert being out, and granted, lots of other players are out. Rudy Gay is out. Hassan Whiteside is out. So the Jazz are kind of left with all of their sizes gone. And they're not a particularly large roster. They just have two pretty pretty tall centers. Really tall centers, actually. The rest of the roster is small, and we we definitely saw that today against the Cavs, who have a huge uh, their roster size is not like number of people, but size of their players is big. And the Jazz have a pretty small roster, uh, where they have Bogdanovich, who's normally the power forward. He's not particularly tall or big, uh, so that's not hurting. But a lot of this is Rudy Gobert's out, and we're seeing how big of an impact he has. Granted, our backup center's out. That kind of messes with our whole system. But this kind of shows the impact that Rudy Gobert has, not only on the defensive end, but on the offensive end. We'll get to the defense, but I think that's kind of an interesting point, that Rudy Gobert, he is underappreciated by most people around the league. Um, fans, I don't know I don't know how front offices see him, but a lot of people underappreciate Rudy Gobert's impact. Um, that's both like a good and bad thing because we, I would love Donovan Mitchell to be that guy where even without Rudy Gobert, he can go and take over a game and win these kind of games for the jazz. Um, uh, the blame's not a hundred percent on him, but I know he's been scoring a lot the past few games tonight. He wasn't too great, but, um, that's kind of a good and bad thing. Rudy Gobert's looking great. It's making Donovan Mitchell maybe not look as good as he, he probably actually is. Um, another and this, this is kind of a stretch of a good thing from this Cavs game that I pulled out because the offense was pretty awful. But I think there are there are parts of the offense that are good. And, and let me explain. Like, even though the Jazz shot 40% from the field, for most of the game, the offense was awful. There were stretches where, and I'll, I'll dig into the bad parts of the offense here in just a bit, but there were stretches where the Jazz, with the small ball lineup, looked intriguing i will i won't say great uh they did have a couple okay runs uh not many not not nearly long enough but with the small ball it really opened up the floor uh you saw donovan mitchell uh getting inside early which is something i I want to see him driving more um and rudy gobert not not having a someone who has to be in the paint on offense like it really opened up the court, let Donovan Mitchell get inside. And there were moments where the ball movement was very good. Um, so playing the small ball lineup, I'm hoping there can be some good long-term impacts from this, even though it was pretty bad. Most of this game, if we can run the small ball lineup, I don't know, two, three minutes a game when, when we're fully healthy one, it gives, all the big guys, big guys, a little bit of a rest who probably we were not as deep there. So it's good to give them a little bit more rest. And it's, it's just another weapon that we can use. Um, I don't want to, like if the jazz are forced to play that for long portions of the game, I don't think it's ideal, but I think it's a weapon that uh, it needs some tweaking, but I think it's, it's something is there. There is some benefit to the small ball lineup, which we've been talking about a long time. We wanted to see more of that from the Jazz. Quinn Snyder was forced to play that tonight against the Cavs, and it worked for 
two or three minutes. So um, it definitely needs some more work, but I, I think something's there. I, I'm hoping even when the team's healthy, we can see a little bit more experimentation on that side of things. So let's jump into the bad. And I was just talking about the offense. Let's talk about the offense, the bad sides of it. What I was seeing, so like, like I said, there were some stretches. There were, for most of the game, though, they weren't moving the ball. Um, they looked lost without the pick and roll game. Uh, there was no one that they could play the pick and roll game with. And I love that the Jazz have a really solid pick and roll game. It is really, really concerning that their offense can't run without solid picks. Uh, I know pick, uh, the pick, like picks are so crucial to NBA offenses, but it's like that's uh, tonight. It looked like that's the only thing they knew how to do. And obviously, we've seen them run great plays without that. But it kind of shows how having Rudy Gobert as a lob threat, even when he's not running the pick and roll, how how much that plays into the whole offense and how, how big of a piece he is in the offense. Because if you think about it, he's he's out here. I don't know his average. He's, I don't know, 15, 17 points a game, somewhere in there. And he rarely makes his own. He rarely creates his own shots. These are almost all of Rudy Gobert's shots are either off of offensive rebounds or assisted. So he's just such a big piece in the offense that not having a center like that there kind of threw everything off. The other thing that I really, really did not like was on the offensive side. I'll, I'll get to other things in a second. But specifically on offense, it felt like they they didn't really move the ball around. They rarely took advantage of the inside being open. Granted, the Cavs were playing some really awesome defense. They They weren't. They were playing some great man-to-man defense. They were taking advantage of the size advantage that they had on almost every defensive matchup. Um, so kudos to the Cavs. But the Jazz were really just playing isolation ball. That was, They didn't really... Maybe they tried to score other ways, but it just wasn't working. They couldn't get anything going. And so most of the time, it was give the ball to Jordan Clarkson, give the ball to Donovan Mitchell, and see what happens. Um, in situations like that, this may be a little bit of an unpopular opinion, uh, but I want, like, if the Jazz are having a tough time getting things going ball movement-wise, if you have enough time in the shot clock, if it's if the shot clock's running down, obviously, get into Donovan Mitchell and let him try to create something, because him and Jordan Clarkson are the two best guys on the team who can do that. But I want to see Bogdanovich be more of a facilitator. Um I know he's not a great off-the-dribble guy. He's not particularly quick. He's not the most talented passer. But I think he looks... His court vision is is better than a lot of players on the Jazz. I think his height gives him a, a benefit there. Donovan Mitchell is quite a bit shorter than Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich can kind of see the court better. And Bogdanovich knows how to play like that old man style of basketball where... He figures out how to get low. He's uh, down low. He's not quick. He just kind of figures out how to get down there. And he can have a pivot move to an easy eight-foot jumper. Or he knows how to get the ball to to a cutter. Uh, there were a couple times where he made the extra pass and it turned into a much easier play. So um, I know I don't want to rely on him 
every single play, but that might, if the Jazz are forced into small ball lineups, the ball needs to be facilitated through Bogdanovich a little bit more. Um, at least that's what I was seeing from this game. Um, so let's jump into the ugly, which I'm not going to dig in too much here because the Jazz are under, like, they're missing a lot of key pieces, but the, really the ugliest part was everything about their defense. Um, their defense, like, I know that they were down pretty big pretty early, but uh, they were lazy. They really weren't doing great on transition. Um, let's see, they they gave up 12 fast break points, which isn't awful, but they only got five. And it's they gave up 15 points off of turnovers. No, that's not right. They gave up four points off of turnovers. I'm always confused with the points off turnover stat. I'm not sure if that's the points they've given up or the points that someone let me, I know Nate explained it to me once and it it went, obviously I've forgotten it, but they, they just looked like they, they knew they lost on defense every possession. I didn't really see any exciting defensive plays. Uh, They were just kind of lost without a defensive anchor in the middle. Uh, which, granted, Rudy Gobert is an amazing player, and losing him is a huge loss on defense. But I, it c- kind of goes to show that the perimeter defense isn't where the Jazz needed to be. Uh, they've, they've stopped because back when Ricky Rubio was point guard, the Jazz really hung their hat on the defensive end. I feel like they've lost that a little bit. They've, they've, they're not. I'm not going to say it's Quinn Snyder's fault, but they're not as polished on defense. And they used to be a very uh, high IQ polished defensive team. So I think that's some work that needs to be polished out. That's a little bit quiet that because Rudy Gobert can carry the team on defense. We don't see it as much. So this stretch is probably good for the jazz. It's helping them wake up to see their weaknesses. So hopefully when Rudy Gobert comes back, they know what they need to work on a little bit more. So that's kind of what I'm seeing from this game. I'm not going to blame the jazz too much because like the tallest guy on the jazz who played tonight was probably the height of the Cavalier small forward. Uh, so it's, they were really outsized. Um, the jazz were missing some important pieces and they have been for a couple of games. So I'm not freaking out. I know I said, this is kind of free fall right now. The Jazz will will get out of it. I'm not too worried, especially since it sounds like Rudy Gobert could return fairly soon. There's no official date. It might be longer than we would all like, Uh, but it looks like sometime in the next week he'll be returning. Obviously, health and safety protocols are a little bit, you you never know what's going on. So it could be longer than that, which let's hope not. Um, Yeah, that's kind of what I was seeing from this game. It's it was a rough one. It was really ugly. Uh, some interesting things that I love the team stats, so I, I can't really, I'll wrap up with this, but a couple interesting team stats that I saw uh, that are kind of different from how the Jazz normally perform. Uh, so for, the Jazz normally give up a lot of turnovers and they normally shoot less shots than their opponent, but they make more and they shoot at a much higher percentage. 
Tonight, they actually shot four more shots than the Cleveland Cavaliers. They just made nine less. So their shots just weren't falling. Um, They took 47 threes and made 16. So they were really, really hanging their hat on the three ball tonight. They made a little bit less than a little bit less than half of their made shots were from three. Um, Turnovers. The Jazz only had seven turnovers. They forced 15 turnovers on the Cavs. I know I was being really rough on the defense, but that you kind of see that happening when, when the Jazz like you're forced to have a greater effort when all of your defenders are perimeter defenders. You don't have any centers, so it's kind of interesting to see how that how that turned out. They got six steals. Oh, I mean, they got seven steals. Excuse me. Um, so they had some plays on defense. It's, it's just overall their game wasn't great. Here's the thing that I think this is kind of an interesting stat. Um, here is where they really miss Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert. It's on the rebounding end. They gave up. So the Cavaliers got 50 rebounds, 5-0, and the Jazz only pulled in 32. Uh, that's an extra 18 possessions right there. So I don't want to spend a ton of time on the box score. I want to wrap this up real quick. I uh, um, just kind of want to leave this where it's at but with the rebounding i i kind of wanted to point out that we even without gobert we had some decent gobert and whiteside we had some decent rebounding performances with royce o'neill pulling in nine and eric pascal pulling in seven and three offensive rebounds which if he can perform like that let's give him some more minutes offensive rebounds are incredibly valuable uh but it's just and and Donovan Mitchell pulled in five of his own. It's just everyone else wasn't really putting in that effort. We had one, two, three rebounds per person besides that. And then you look at this Cavaliers team who they have Evan Mobley, uh, Jared Allen, Laurie Markinen, um, Kevin Love, and they're get, and even Darius Garland, their point guard, had 10 rebounds. Mobley had 10 rebounds. Jared Allen had seven rebounds. Kevin Love had seven. So... It makes sense. The Cavs are just an oversized team, and the the not the Mavs, the Jazz, excuse me, were missing their biggest rebounders. But I thought that was interesting, and it kind of shows the impact that Gobert being out, and let's not forget Whiteside being out as well, had for the Jazz. So I know I started this this episode out kind of doom and gloom. I think there's a lot of positives that the jazz can take from this to build on not not necessarily positives from how they performed but positives that it it's kind of a wake-up call to what their weaknesses are and they can go back iron some of that stuff out um hopefully they can iron it out while still winning once gobert comes back but um i'm I'm expecting a pretty tough next few games for the jazz um even once gobert comes back you like i have had covid this past week and it, it's pretty brutal. Um, so I know Gobert has already had it, but I don't. I, I I'm sure it will be. I'll, he won't come back 110. percent He'll probably come back 75, 80 percent, and it'll take him a few games to get there. So, um, let me know. I know this is kind of 20 minutes drawn out, but let me know what you saw from this game. If there's anything that I missed, um, I, I was taking mental notes didn't put them on paper so i know i probably forgot to say a couple of things um 
because I took those mental notes and then I had some technical difficulties. So I definitely forgot some of those things. Let me know what I forgot. Uh, if there's what you're seeing from the Jazz, I don't think it's all negative, even though uh, the play was pretty tough tonight. So also, if if you're new to the channel and you're a Jazz fan, please subscribe. That's all we talk about here. If you like this kind of content, uh, me talking to the camera, talking about what I saw from the game, uh, we have a lot of that here. So um, hope you enjoyed it. If you liked it, like the video. Uh, we really appreciate that. And go Jazz.